0: Moncrief on News Talk. Kathy Buckley was a Lestole native who in the 1920s worked as a cook in the Butler Arms Hotel. But her career didn't end there. Through happenstance and her own ability, Kathy ended up as head chef in the White House, feeding a number of US presidents. Vincent Carmody, who's a relation of hers, is a historian as well and the author of Cathy Whitehouse. Good afternoon, Vincent. Good afternoon. Uh, How uh, are you? Not too bad. Now, the the, the Butler Arms Hotel that she uh, she worked in is that the one that's in Waterville now, or is that a different place?
1: It's the, uh, it's the same hotel, right? Um, it's under different ownership. It's actually it at in Cathy's time it was owned by a family called McKilligates. Then you had the Hoggets, and uh, the Hoggets uh, were there until about three years ago, I think, because sold to one of these um, hotel chains. Right. As far as I know. Yeah.
0: As far okay. as I know. So uh, Cathy uh, started working there. Now, I, 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 I assume she had no formal training before that. It was it kind of a learn on the job thing?
1: Well, Cathy was born in the store in 1885. She was born to uh, Lar Buckley, he was a cooper, and Ellen Carney, uh, his wife, and they relocated from Choss Street up to William Street in, um, uh, uh, it was uh, 1894. Right, yeah. And Kathy would have gone to the local uh, primary school, the nuns, the presentation nuns, and in those days, there was no uh, secondary school for girls in the store. There was a boys' school called St. Michael's College, a secondary school. So Cathy basically didn't wasn't going away to school, and they had a kind of a finishing class in the primary schools at that time, and it was called the seventh class. Now girls were basic they were uh, I think they were taught basic home economics and cookery Right, and she okay. she developed she developed her, her skill. started developing her skill there so when she was 15 she went to the butter arms right yeah and she went uh, she was 19 in 1900 she went to the butter arms and she basic when she went there for she worked as a bar assistant and uh, she, uh, pottering around the kitchen with uh, the rest of the, the the staff, I think there there was a kind of a general everybody uh, everybody took jobs at whatever they were doing. Yeah, okay. Uh, it, so in nineteen hundred six, uh, at this stage there was a kind of a kitchen rota uh, where the staff shared responsibility for cooking dinners, and this particular night, uh, Kathy was uh, doing the cooking, and. Uh, whatever she cooked was liked by the guest. And one of the guests came in uh, to personally thank her for the, the food. And he also offered her a job in America. Now, this man was just, he was not an ordinary American. He was the leader of the group of Americans who had come to Waterville as they were investors in the cable company in South Kerry. Ah, right. And he, yeah, his name was J.P. Morgan. Right. So J.P. Morgan was the richest man in the world at that time. So he asked Kathy, "Would she go to America?" And Cathy, uh, being a very diligent young girl, uh, said that she'd have to get permission from her father. And her her father was written to by J.P. Morgan and wrote back. Uh, uh, Lard Buckley wrote back and said, "Well, if Cathy is happy, she's happy. If she's not," If she's unhappy there, she has to be sent home on the first boat. Right. So Kathy was very happy there. Okay. So how old was she when she
0: how old was she when she went over there then, Vincent? She was 20. Right, okay, all right, yes. So she was still kind of she an adult. Was 20. Now obviously
1: she was. She was, was very, in those days In those days, you were kind of tied to appearance until you got married. (laughs) Yes, And she was obviously
0: very gifted. So initially, like she was just looking, uh, cooking for JP Morgan and kind of fancy dinner parties he'd have. Was it that that kind of thing? Well,
1: she was very lucky because she came under the tutelage of a a very, uh, he was a French chef. And she learned a lot from him. Right. And, uh, over time, like she started walking there with, with, uh, uh 1906. So over the, the, the next number of years, she walked under, uh, in this friendship. She learned a lot of, I'd say French cooking and, and, you know, fine food rather than bacon and cabbage and things like that. Mm. So, um, unfortunately, or for that, and anyway, he was an alcoholic and, uh, he actually went drinking out of a a a, a, a barrel of wine one night and on, he actually fell into the barrel of wine he drowned in the barrel of wine oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, yeah, she, be laughing yeah so i uh, listen listen uh, she then assumed the leadership of the kitchen so she became uh, Morgan's uh, cook. No, they were very good friends. Uh, she became, uh, she seemed to have a very, very, she had a very uh, forceful personality and she seemed to get on with everyone. Mm. So um, in 1913, JP Morgan was over in Rome and um, he died suddenly in his sleep. And um, when news came through that uh, Morgan had died, she was heartbroken. But shortly after she actually decided to leave the Morgans employ, and that was nineteen thirteen and the same year she applied for citizenship uh, papers and then she went, got a job with in she went back to Boston Now, by this day, by this time her um her siblings there was three four five four siblings had come over to America as well. And they had relocated, they had actually, they were staying in the Boston area. So she got a job in the Boston area in one of the most affluent uh, places in Boston called Commonwealth Avenue. Mm-hmm. And she worked for a very famous family there. They were industrialists and entrepreneurs in Boston. They were the Johnson Lucas family. They had a huge number of shops all over Boston. And she stayed with him for until about 19... Uh, I think 1916. And in 1916, she walked... She continued uh, to New England and she found herself in Worcester. And she walked for a, a man called Homer Gage. She was a doctor. Right. She was okay. a physician.
0: Uh, Vincent, I'm a bit yeah. stuck for time. So just we, we'll just scoot forward to... How did she get a job in the White House?
1: Well, at that time, uh, the uh, cooks or the chefs... In a particular place, would always be introduced to to get the the the, the horse would introduce them to the guests. Mm. And uh, one of these in one of these places, uh, Mrs. Uh, Coleridge, who was the wife of uh, the, the incoming president, uh, realised that when she had interviewed uh, a uh, she answered an advertisement for a uh, uh, cook. And uh, during the time she was being interviewed, Mrs. Coolridge recognised she was the w- one of the cooks that she had met in the previous, uh, in, in, uh, previous place she had uh, dined. She gave the job to Cathy. So Cathy moved to the White House in 1924. And that was when uh, Coleridge, uh became uh, president on his own right. He had previously... Being a vice president, and when the president of that time had uh, died suddenly, he had assumed uh, the presidency. So in 1924, he became president in his own right, and Catty became his uh, the head cook.
0: Right. And okay. he, she
1: she walked with him then until 1928, when another Republican um, became president. that was Herbert Hoover, and uh, Herbert Hoover was there for until 1932. And uh, when Herbert Hoover was beaten in the election by uh, uh, Roosevelt, uh, Mrs. Roosevelt uh, had decided she was going to keep her own staff. Right. That and she, she already and she, had. Uh,
0: and she continued on. Vincent, I'm so sorry, but we have to uh, leave it there. Obviously, there's a lot more in this story. And if people do want to know uh, uh, the rest of this story, uh, the book is called Cathy Whitehouse. Vincent Carmody is the author of that book.